Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number six of The Reef Talk. Thank you for each and every one of you who has joined us and tuned in on a weekly basis. I um, really appreciate the feedback everyone is leaving. Uh, for you guys that aren't aware, either you can subscribe uh, to us on iTunes. You can also go to our website. Uh, for all you guys listening to us, I highly urge you guys to head over to our website at thereeftalk.com. You're going to see a, a place where you can subscribe to an email uh, newsletter, and it's in no way, shape, or form a way for us to be spamming you. It's just a way for us to let us know anytime a new, um, a new podcast drops. And also, we're going to start doing giveaways. Pretty much the ways giveaways are going to work, I'm obviously working with a few companies to give us some freebie products so I can give away to each and every one of you. Um, so I'm going to go through kind of that list of subs uh, subscribers, choose a random person, announce you on the following podcast, and you get to win whatever goodies I have in store for you. So in today's episode number six, it's actually um, an episode I've been looking forward to. Um, it's not going to be too much of an educational um, episode, although it may go there. Uh, but we're going to be having a very well-known Instagrammer uh, out there. He does a few YouTube videos as well, um, but he's very well-known on the Instagram world. Uh, so please, everyone, allow me to welcome Drew's Lagoon. And how are you doing, man? Antonio, thanks for having me, man. I'm doing great. How you been? Good, good. Good to hear, man. Good, man. Well, I've I've recently been following your build, and uh, give me a little bit more of an update because I know you haven't shared too much of what exactly you're working on, other than your very popular 25 Lagoon. Uh, what's the next project you're working on? So this is like as of the other day, I just bought a little 50 gallon frag tank, like a shallow one for my buddy Bobby. You guys might okay. know him on Instagram as uh, Mini Reefer. Okay. Um, He's brothers with 805 Reefer. But anyways, I bought that. So that's going to be something I'm having in the garage. Um, I have the 130 gallon. I'm waiting to buy a return pump. It's not something I really talk about. I kind of just want to show it one day. You know what I mean? When I have like a lot of things done to it. But yeah, those are two side projects that I have. But the main focus right now is the 75. So currently, I have not shown it in videos. I'm kind of waiting to do, I'm going to be doing within this week or next week, a major update where I just show all the things I've done to it done to it so far so i've gotten a hybrid aqua i think it's called the aqua life hanger okay anyways i got that so it's got t5s i got um two xr15s i mounted it to the roof um kind of give some tips on how i did that uh okay. with some other things that skimmer you know that i got that ti 110 dude it's been oh from, great. from from cad yeah, from yeah, CAD yeah. yeah i remember that, that skimmer has been kicking butt <laughs> i'm having to empty that thing out all the time but uh yeah <laughs> I've gotten a couple fish. I don't know if you've seen in my recent posts, but I didn't actually separate them in quarantine. I just picked out some healthy fish and I used um that formula that Mleb's Reef has. It's called um the blue the blue stuff. I know exactly what you're talking about. The blue and green stuff. Yeah. So I just did a quick yeah. dip. The fish have been doing good so far. One of them didn't make it though, and I don't think it's due to ick. I just think that when I shut off the lights, I didn't leave moonlights on. And the fish uh -huh. went into the impeller. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I woke that, up in the morning. That's not too like, good. I was like, oh, one, two, th what? Where's the third fish? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it happens sometimes. Sometimes being in a new system, they get freaked out. They don't know what's what. Mm -hmm. um, so it could have very well, like you said, moonlights were off. You had no idea what the heck was going on. Probably ran straight into it. I just think when the lights went off, like you were saying, I just think <laughs> that it didn't find or settle into its home. So, you know, possibly it just settled right behind that and it was a little too strong but yeah yeah, yeah. 
Anyhow, um, with the system, I'm currently looking for a dosing system. I wanted to do a calcium reactor, but I don't know if I'm going to have like the real estate under or next to the tank since it's in a living room and I want it to be presentable. <clears throat> so for now, I think I'm just going to be dosing um, two part, you know, just be ionic A and B. Just be ionic. Yeah. And yeah. that's that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the same uh, stuff you've been using on your very popular 25 lagoon. Correct, sir. That along okay. with um, fuel, the amino acids program from Aqua Vitro. Oh yes, you and I both, dude. I I love that stuff. I, dude, I recommend it a lot. Um, I, really I tell do. people, you you'll really see results within two weeks. Like you'll literally see your coral start looking fluffier. It's a great product. I love it. SPS also benefit from it. But dude, I love it, and it's great to see someone of your caliper with your your tank that is obviously very successful also having success with that. You know what's funny is uh, I actually had a before and after picture. I'll have to repost it just because it was really impressive. Uh, I I've never, tried... I've never seen it. Yeah, no, I, I it's, it was quite old, but because um, I've been using it for a little while. But the clove polyps that you see in the front of my tank on the Aquascape that branches out, those okay, cloves. Yeah. When I first tried them, I had tried maybe two different sets of clove polyps in the past, and I'm like, you know what? Like mm -hmm. they never grow for me. Maybe it's just the kind I'm getting. But dude, I just wasn't having any luck in this tank until I started using that product. And this isn't like an advertisement. I can care less. You know, it's just something no, that yeah, worked yeah, for yeah. me. <laughs> and uh, exactly, I, no, you're you're just like me, right? I heard about it at Neptune's Aquatics in um San or San Jose area, and uh, someone had presented to me like I was like, hey man, what are you guys running all your systems? They were like, oh, fuel and A and B, like, you know, two-part from yeah, the two part. And those yeah. are the three things I only use in this tank and, you know, occasionally just hand dose magnesium. But like you're saying, results speak for themselves, and I like that product. Yeah, I was I was first introduced to it by um, by Rico's Reef Tank. You know, everybody knows him on Instagram. Yeah, um, he's cool. On He's, he's a god, you know, if you ever saw his SPS tank. So I was like, dude, if he's using it with as much success as his tank is, it, that alone is is saying something. But just like you said, the results kind of speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've I've had great success with it. And what's your regimen on using, uh, using that stuff? I, I think I do it every other day. So I have it dosing every day. I think, I forget what the instructions say. Uh, it's been so long. I just have it set and dialed in at this moment. But it, I think it's like uh -huh. for 30 gallons, it was... Two milliliters a day, so I have one milliliter Some, dose in the morning and the afternoon. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. And wait, you have this on a doser? I have this on a doser, correct. So oh, okay. I have it in, you know, not too big of container. I know people say it goes bad, but I mean, it, it's something that I've been doing for a while, and I don't refrigerate it. I don't know if it's because it doesn't get really hot in this room mm -hmm. or yeah. if that's the issue, but I know people say it kind of has a rotten smell. Seems to be yeah, smelling yeah. the same to me. Um, I think I'm going to have an, an idea for the next tank. I think what I'm going to do is have little storage compartments or like a small dosing compartment where I put certain amounts in and I let that fill up maybe or run out every two weeks. And then the rest of the remaining fluid I'll have in the refrigerator and I'll just top it off as needed. That way it stays fresh if that's the it case. stays fresh. You know? Exactly. Yeah, I th I thought my understanding with that stuff was it has to be shaken every time you dose. But you're saying you've had great success just dosing it. Oh, let's see. <laughs> I didn't know that, man. I just have my little yeah. uh, the line going all the way to the bottom. Holy crap, dude! I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check that out because I mean, if you're <laughs> having great success, it's not right. Because yeah, I keep it refrigerated and I shake it. But if you're having success, dude, I mean, I'd much rather just have it on a doser and call it a day. I mean, give it a try, you know, see if you see any differences, maybe like a, a raisin phosphate. I am having phosphate issues right now, and I think it's because of some corals that recently died. 
along with maybe my mm. sand bed. I don't know. I'm kind of still trying to diagnose those things, but I only do small water changes at a time. Yeah. But yeah. You've seen no, my phosphate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, dude. I've, I'm honestly, I'm blown away at where you keep them at just to mm-hmm. begin with. But it just, it just, it really proves a point, I think, to especially new people that are in the hobby or people that just love tinkering with the tank. Tanks love stability and they're very adaptable as far as the corals are very adaptable to our parameters. Uh, so I think if you uh, keep it as stable as possible, you know, they will adapt eventually. And I mean, your tank is a prime example. I would never even think about running my phosphates at high. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's just something but, you know, I want to change immediately. Oh, go ahead. Well, no, no, no. I think, and like I'm saying, your your results, I mean, you don't even have to say anything. Just the results themselves uh, are showing that because you don't only have um, LPS, you also have quite a few SPS in there. Mm-hmm. I never, you know, I I knew that LPS can handle that, but SPS, you know, it's always like, no, you're going to get horrible coloration, this and that, horrible growth. But, dude, I look at your SPS, they're perfectly colored, and they're perfectly growing, and I just see no issues with it at all. You know who really helped me with that is, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar, in Santa Barbara, there's a guy named Henson. I don't, I don't know if that's his first or last name, that's what he goes by, and he owns Triton Corals. It was on a lot okay. of reef to reef forms. Um, it's basically just this guy who has a love for the hobby and he has these huge tanks, these giant tubs all connected in a warehouse. And, uh, he mm-hmm. has all these crazy millipor- or milliporas and acroporas, just all kinds of corals you dreamt of. He's the kind of guy that brings those expensive corals into the hobby and then redistributes them for a cheaper price for people just to have. Exactly. He's cool got it, like got that. Okay. Anyways, he was telling me, he's like, man, over the years, he's like, I've killed so many corals. He's all. <laughs> You don't know what you're doing until you've lost like 20 grand in corals. It's like, shut up. He's some wealthy man. But <laughs> anyways, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he ran his phosphates really high for a long time. He's like, you know what, man? If your tank is stable and mature, he's like, you get away, get away with a lot. Almost like an experimental thing. Like he told me how, I forget what the number is. I don't want to make anything up. But it was higher than what my phosphates were. And he's like, I've had success with that high of phosphates. So it's. It's kind of interesting, man, just like seeing the hobby progress in certain ways, like how we used to think nitrates were the devil a few years back. Um, and, yeah. you know, slowly but surely, everybody's learning like, oh, nitrates are actually beneficial for corals. They're like, they're not that bad. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. it's, I, I think the the hobby, even in the little time I've been in it, about two years, um, a lot has changed, not only technology, but the whole thought process, you know, early on in the beginning and, and still to this day, you hear a lot of people water change, water change, water mm-hmm. change. But the more time that passes, the more we get an insight to ICP testing, the more we see that you can actually replenish a lot of that stuff without doing the physical water change. Yeah, maybe a little bit more expensive and more tinkering, uh, but there's other ways of doing the same exact thing. You know, it's funny uh, you mentioned that. Uh, remember when you were doing that experimental in the beginning when you started on YouTube and you were discussing like four months without a water change, three months and all that? Yeah. At the same yeah. time, I was actually doing the same thing for myself. And it was funny to see you doing that, too, because uh, I myself was just learning that I could do this in a small scale aquarium, like, you know, just dosing mm-hmm. elements and exactly. not doing water changes. And I did see good results. Exactly. Um, but I think like. Now I do minimal water changes just to possibly get rid of like some contaminants that like the LP. Yeah, just LPS to buffer. Produce. Yeah, exactly. To buffer the tank really, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And, and no, there I'm is totally those other you. missing elements. Like I wish I can get that test that you did. I think it's the ICP test that you send your Yeah, the ICP. Off. That would be yep. cool. I think I need to do that um, just to kind of get an idea. But now I'm doing water changes like five gallons every month just to keep things, you know, 
uh, I guess my brain happy. <laughs> yeah, no, and I mean, it, it doesn't hurt. You know, I, I don't think I've ever, or anyone has ever said a water change will hurt anything. Um, if anything, like you said, it buffers the bad toxins in the water and does replenish stuff that um, we, you know, sometimes don't replenish uh, as far as the minor trace elements, uh, the minor stuff, the minor metals, so on and so forth. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, but I think the point is certainly a bit proven that you can get away without ever uh, doing a water change. Um, obviously, it takes a little bit more of your time, more tinkering, more this and that. But it, it's certainly possible. And it's something that I liked or I did at the beginning to venture off. I think my mm -hmm. my 45-gallon my tank, it's really turning into just now a testing tank. So the next, uh, the next part of my evolution, I'm going to do a calcium reactor. So I'm I at the point that. with my tank, and I probably... I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I could care less if everything just died one day. Um, Dude, because no, I know it's I know it's a I know it's a risk I'm taking by doing everything I'm doing. But people have to realize if it wasn't me doing what I'm doing, I probably would have never released that video on how to get rid of hair algae with the phosphate E in the notepad. So it's it's stuff like this that I feel I'm making it easier for people. So I'm risking my tank, hopefully, so other people can learn. Uh, from my experiences. So again, I'm jumping in it with the calcium reactor. I'm just doing so many things that I wouldn't recommend people to do uh, because, you know, you're putting a lot at risk. Hey, and I got to say, man, like not trying to kiss your butt or anything, like we've talked in Vegas and things like that, but for what you do and the amount of time when you started your page and every trial and error you've gone through, you have totally taught a lot of people different topics that every reefer, you know, will go through which is why i say like you know take every mistake and things that happen like as a blessing because in the end you're going to be a lot stronger as a reefer like to overcome those obstacles absolutely absolutely no i couldn't agree more with you and yeah that's that i mean that was my whole goal with with my youtube my instagram and now the podcast is just deliver what i've learned in the hobby um because we all know that it, it can be a very difficult hobby a lot of people think it's just adding water um feeding fish, putting coral, and that's it. But it goes so much deeper as far as the chemistry. The way the chemistry, will, or the way one parameter affects another, the way uh, too much or too little, it, it's just, it goes on and on. It's a big like chain link effect as far as the parameters in, in, in saltwater tanks. I think that's the funnest thing about, that hob about this hobby to me. I've been in so many hobbies, man. All my life, I jump in and out of hobbies, and I'm sure you do too. I know you do drones and stuff on the side, right? Yeah, exactly. I used to yeah. be in the RC cars, so I can understand. But anyways, <laughs> there's so much you can learn in this hobby, man. Like, it's never ending. I feel like that's the beauty of it. I feel like you could never mm -hmm. be perfect. There's always something new coming out or some new understanding or new technology exactly. to keep our tanks, you know, like um, like the Reef Keeper Light progressing to like the new Apex. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Just It's really interesting being no, in this hobby. There's just so many avenues you can go because, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you can be that person to say, all right, I have tons of coral. They're all really happy. Like I'm done. But you can enter the next realm, which is coloration. <laughs> the next realm to get the <laughs> ultimate and the brightest coloration run running an ultra low nutrient system. And that is a whole nother animal um, <laughs> on its own. So I just feel it's really never ending. Um, and like you mentioned, there's so much great technology coming out. Uh, that's making it easier. I don't know about you, but I'm really excited about the auto uh, testing slash dosing uh, kits. Not kits, but uh, like stuff coming machine. out. Apex. Apex has one. Alcatronic has one. GHL has one. Uh, e. No, not E. e I don't know if E Coral has one yet. 
I'm not sure if they do, but there's so many companies that are going to make testing just that much more easier for mm-hmm. each and every one of us. Um, and I'm pretty sure when that stuff, obviously some of them are available. I'm personally waiting for the apex. Um, but as that stuff come out again, another learning curve. That's crazy, man. I, I, it's going to be funny. We're going to be like old men someday thinking back to like these times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I, I think we got in the hobby in a great time because I think there hasn't been more changes, you know, than we're seeing right now in front of us, you know, with LED lights, um, with ghost overflows. There's just so much stuff going on, you know, in our lifetime in this hobby. I feel from, I agree. you know, in the, in the 80s and 90s, all that was a lot slower pace, but now it's just quicker and quicker and finding different ways, uh, running nitrates higher, running fo- like, it's it's just amazing to see. Antonio, you need to bring back bio balls, man. They're the future. <laughs> I've 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 never I've never ran them, but again, my tank doesn't have a lot of space. I'm kidding. That's kind of why I'd I'd love to upgrade. Um, I'm talking about the not, old I'm school a... bio balls, not the new one that is like porous oh, rock. I'm I'm making a joke. Part... I'm just because the old stuff is just not enough. Surface. The ones for <laughs> no no no. I I know which one you're talking about. I've actually seen some people. I've went over some people's tanks. Some but I've also heard that them. I've heard more disasters than successes. I think. <laughs> I guess apparently when they're exposed to the air for not a long period of time, every beneficial bacteria on that surface just, I guess, basically dies. Releases, yeah, and there's a huge spike of nutrients back in the in the tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but it, it's it's amazing. So one thing I, I'd like to touch on because I know everybody's method is a little bit different. I know I have mine. Everybody has their own. When you're starting a new tank, right, what is your thought process as far as the cycling, adding fish, adding coral, running lights while the tank, like what is your whole thought process of helping this tank mature to a point where it can kind of, uh, where you can really set it up for success? Like I'd uh, love to, to see how you think or what you do to achieve that. That's a good topic and a lot of people are not going to like my answer, but a lot of patience, man. <laughs> and it's Yeah, I think, I think... So many people just want to start a tank, put the neutrifying bacteria and throw all the fish and call it a day. But I think you and I are on the same page. It's, it, it takes a lot of patience. You know what? I, I actually let systems get more phosphate than normal when I first start them. Like right now, I allowed my <laughs> 75 gallon to just get disgusting. You know, I, I didn't even do the water yeah. change or anything um, up until yeah. like a week ago, but I really truly let the system get as disgusting as possible. As much as I wanted to like introduce live rock, I did throw in like some royal back though, which is similar to like, you know, Dr. Tim's to start the mm-hmm. aquarium off. Um, I put in a small piece of live rock actually, just one that was like a piece of Tonga that I just kind of looked at really well just to make sure. Yeah. But it, it kind of kick started it. But I mean, I'm, let me see how long are we? About a little more than two months. Um, tank is already cycled. The rocks are at that point where it's turning green. Um, Got it. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm just kind of getting some helpers in the tank right now, like some turbo snails to get rid of that algae. Um, but yeah. basically, once they've eaten it all away, I'm going to get some extra shots. Start and, adding stuff. Yep. I have no, actually in, added in, a couple of things like corals, you know, but just easy ones like Duncan's and GSP and uh, bird's yeah. nest just to feel it out. It's a, yeah. No, and I think if you do it the way you do it, it's easier to do a blackout. It's easier to do a huge water change. It's easier to get in there with the toothbrush and it, it's just easier to help the tank along. Um, but I think, I, I think a lot like you do, I think the uglier you let the tank get, the better off you're going to be in the long run. I agree. Yeah. Cause you really allow the, 
the the bacteria to colonize and to really settle in and, and to ensure that that just doesn't happen again i think uh your 25 gallon is a perfect uh a perfect example of that like my my whole game plan with the new tank i i i end up building like i'm not going to put any coral till about five or six month mark dude and that's exactly what i did with the lagoon i uh when i first <laughs> yeah. started i waited five months i didn't do anything with the system i let it just get gross because i had this really big vision of like I want it to be perfect, so when I add corals, I'm not disappointed, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you 100 percent there. That's a good move you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, it, I mean, you, we got to put ourselves in in the reefer coming in uh, shoes. It's a lot harder for them because they're so anxious to start. They oh. just want to get going. But but I, I I think I'm I'm you know I I think just like you, if you give the tank the time it needs to mature. And by mature, I don't mean you get diatoms and you add everything in there. Like give it four, five, six. Like realistically, people always ask me, in the perfect world, what's the best time to add coral? As soon as you have a significant amount of coralline algae growing in the tank. That's what I say that's too. That's the perfect for me, time I to add say, coral. That's my, the day I want to be happy when I see that little purple freaking smudge. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because people don't understand coralline has, uh, it has tons of benefits, but one of which once a uh, a rock or a whatever, mainly a rock is coated in the coralline, it's a lot harder for an algae to grow on there, a bad algae. True. Um, so it really helps uh, set up and, and help the tank along, obviously, in the long run. But yeah, I just see too many people, you know, wanting to set up a tank in, in three weeks, four weeks, call it a day, add all the add corals. And then five months down the road, they're asking why the tank is just literally upside down. <laughs> i'd see that and it's all like the time. yeah you yeah it's they just didn't let the tank do what it needs to do um but dude i think yeah you you nailed it right on um with as far as being patient and the thing people don't realize if you're not patient now you're gonna have a long road ahead of you a very oh, long yeah. road because these corals take a very long time to grow they take a very long time to color. They just, everything is a long process. Yeah. Did you know that Laguna is coming on in the next two months, three years now? So that's how far wow. it took to get to this point. I mean. Wow. Yeah. But I no, dude, I mean, if, if, you know, if you could share with someone, if you can tell someone, do what I just did and you'll have these results, I'm pretty sure everybody would be on board. But mm. that's actually the fact, you know, that's, that's the true fact. So hopefully people listening to us, they can, especially newer people, um, they can really take that, you know, take it to heart and really start off the tank the right way. Trust me, we've been where they have been, where we want to add everything. Um, but you just need to give the tank time. I agree. It's going to, it's going to save a lot of frustrations later. Yeah. When I, when I was first in the <laughs> hobby, uh, that's why I'm amazed that you took all this information up in, you know, in two years, I feel like what you know is what <laughs> took me like seven years to obtain <laughs> because I used to take shortcuts. I didn't listen to my yeah. LFS. I kind of just figured, you know, uh, I could just brush off the rocks with the toothbrush, call it a day, and, and top it, it off with, with tap water, you know, no big deal. But yeah. everything I know is literally from losing so much and just having mm -hmm. to realize, like, hey, this is my paycheck going down the drain. Well, no, there, there's two ways you can look at it as, as a reefer. It's either you listen to someone that's been there or you have everything die. You go through your troubles and you learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. It's just one or the other, but I think you and I can both agree that reef tanks, you have to have a lot of respect for them. You have to really understand them um, and really just let them do their own thing there. Naturally, our systems are are made to learn, not learn, but they know how to handle themselves. They know how to deal with these algae issues. But 
it's hard to do when we try to increase the bio to something they just can't handle. I know what you mean, especially in a newer tank. Uh, it's nice exactly. having an established tank like you and I have, though. We can kind of get yeah. away with a lot of, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. But even me, I, 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 I think I added, I started adding a bunch of corals within like month two. Luckily, I didn't see a big out. The worst, I never saw an ugly stage on my tank ever. The only time I saw it was about nine months in when I started getting that hair algae stuff. I remember that green algae um, and then you got the sea the slug. Green, yeah, exactly. And that was a nightmare to get rid of, dude. That that stuff was nasty to look at. But finally, I resolved it and got it over with. And now it's like in the next phase. You know what? Uh, just kind of moving on. I actually went through that same uh, situation a few months back. Well, it was more than a few months back. It was about a year back in the lagoon. I went on vacation. Things went really mm -hmm. behind schedule in terms of like nutrients being way too high in the tank for the skimmer to be keeping up long story short i was on vacation i had um <laughs> my sister's friend she was looking after the tank and she had no knowledge of the aquarium you know she just fed the fish <laughs> every day but the skimmer was overfilling the cup every day and my bio pellets were working and then they stopped working so it just turned into like this slime oh god um that's why i always remind everybody when you're using bio pellets to just keep making sure every three days at least to make sure that they're tumbling correctly and they're not clumping up because once they do it becomes like this anaerobic bacteria that just builds up slime in your tank and anyways my tank basically crashed i had that same algae oh. that you had and i always tell people it takes longer to turn a tank around than it does to mess oh, yeah. it up like way Absolutely. longer it took months for me to get rid of the algae like of just water changes water changes getting things back to normal and it, it was a bummer absolutely no i think a, a tank to go downhill we can do it in a few minutes oh, uh, sometimes hours uh, but to get it back on track like you know a perfect example is if you have a huge elk swing you know a huge elk swing you're going to shock your corals and you get pissed off and then take them about three to four weeks for them to look like they used to again Mm -hmm. Um, same with changing your lights, just every little thing we do, um, has a long-term repercussion and, and, you know, the, the bacteria is, is no exception. I mean, bacteria itself alone, if, if you mess up there, uh, it can essentially be what you and I both had with, uh, with the hair algae yep, and that yep. stuff is nasty. It's annoying. I've seen tons of people quit because of it. I've seen tons of people quit. Oh, yeah. I have an uncle that went through the same thing. You know, he got sick for about a month or two and his tank just went downhill. And here we are about four months later and his tank's barely coming back. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I know. I'm just happy I'm I'm over that part of it. But it's just, again, being patient, having an understanding, um, really understanding what's going on in the tank. I think a lot of people DM you and I both and not, you know, I, I love answering their questions, but a lot of these people think that it's just a one answer thing. They'll ask us a single question and they think it's a one answer thing. And again, you and I probably both don't mind answering the question, but the fact of the matter is they need to research a little bit deeper. They need to understand what's causing this stuff because I can give you a solution, but that solution is only temporary. If you don't solve the root problem, guess what's going to happen in a few months and happen again. So if you don't understand what's going on biologically in your tank, you're never going to fix the problem. So I think a lot of people just need to do a little bit more research and un mm -hmm. really understand what's going on in the reef tank. You know what? Somewhat or uh, <clears throat> occasionally I'll get a lot is when people have the old model of the BioCube that doesn't have room for an efficient skimmer and their nutrients cannot mm -hmm. be under control and they don't have option for yeah. a few gym. I feel like those types of people, it's hard for me to just say like water change over and over because it's like, that's difficult to do that much of a water change in a system like a BioCube. And I'm only using this one for reference or any other tank of the matter that's not able to have a skimmer. Because personally, I think 
nanotank should have skimmers unless you're relying on water changes on a small nano but i'm talking like 29 gallon tanks um absolutely no i think anything above exactly anything above 20 you're going to benefit a lot from from a skimmer because you know anything smaller than that you can do a 50 percent water change Mm -hmm. which is not going to be a lot it's like two three gallons and you're done you got it taken care of uh but anything above that you know, the water changes we do, 5, 10 gallons, you're not affecting them much because they're bigger systems. So you absolutely need um, a skimmer to crap or not crap to grab all the crap um, in the water column. I agree. And, and that's why I was <clears> just <throat> saying, like, it's difficult to help those types of people and give them a realistic thing. I feel like it is. Uh, I don't know. It is. It's hard. It is. No, I think it, it's funny. I think every question you and I get, because I'm sure we get similar questions on Instagram. Um, it's funny that. I bet you 98% of the times a water change will fix it. And not only one <laughs> water change, but keeping up with the water change regimen. Because I feel yeah. people, they'll let the, they'll, the tank will be great. They'll leave it alone. They won't, they'll get lazy and not want to do the water change. And then again, stuff will hit the fan and there we go. You know, they're, they're going crazy and that's when they want to get back onto it. But I think if you stick with a consistent uh, water regimen, great. Or if you don't want to do water changes, you have to understand chemically what goes on in a reef tank and replenish the stuff either manually or dosing. Yep, just like how we had that discussion <laughs> or how I gave you that information on your video that you made for me, um, basically on deciding right from the get-go how you're going to go about taking your tank in terms of maintenance, yeah. you know, what route. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, uh, uh, I mean, the... The most common issue I think people have with the tank is is nutrient export. That's always the problem. Mm-hmm. Near reefers are always messaging uh, me about. I always find it has to do with nutrients. Um, but again, it's they, they, a lot of people just want a single answer. The sad part is there is no such thing. There's as a so many answer. variables, it, man. I have to ask it, another series just, of questions every time I get a yeah. question. How's yeah, this? How's yeah, this? Exactly. How's this? And this and that. Well, it's like you mm-hmm. know what I feel like reefing is like. I feel like it's diagnosing a car. It's like a mechanical type thing. Well, if the radiator <laughs> hose is leaking, then this is going to be breaking. And if that's breaking, it just leads on to this pyramid to like, this is your it is. <laughs> problem. It is. It's just, it's, it's, it's so many things that are tied into one thing. Because if you're having high, high nitrates, I mean, that can be a whole chain of things, dude. It can be a huge chain of things. It's not just one thing. And yeah, I think, you know, just again, understanding your system a little bit better is going to help you out out in the long run i think it's 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 let me turn on the computer again um i think it's like the saying go i can give a man a fish he'll eat for the day but i can teach him how to fish for <laughs> a whole lifetime it's the same thing that's a good concept. The same exact thing it's the same exact thing yep. but um so now that we've covered a little bit about that and it's great to see kind of your whole thought process and i i love that you think just like i do um really allowing time for the tank to mature um, what are, what is your schedule looking like for 2019 as far as shows? Is there anywhere you're going? Maybe we can, uh, not me myself, but people listening to you, maybe can see you. What event are you planning to go to this year? Um, so Aquashella at the end of this month, I'm going to be attending, I'm going to be in uh, Texas for four days. So I'm excited for that. Okay. Yeah. I'm any, actually, any other, Macna, Palooza, uh, any of those? Any show that's in California, I'm going to do my best to attend. I'll basically schedule days off. So I think. Macno Orlando's going on right now or soon, right? The next one? It's not not right now. I want to say April. There's one in April. I don't know if it's Rap in Orlando. Oh, okay. I think or it Macna is. Or Macna in Orlando. But there's one in April. I think it's Rap. Because I think Macna is like September, something around that. I see. 
<clears throat> I need to actually check what, my what schedule. What about yourself? Are you, are you going to any <laughs> California shows? I miss the Silicon uh, Farmer's Market or Coral Farmer's Market. I really wanted to attend that, but I had to cover a shift. <laughs> yeah, no, as, as far as the shows, I'm going to wrap. Or sorry, I'm going to um, Aquashella. I'm going, obviously, anything in California I'll do. I'm looking to go to Rap in Orlando as well as Macna in Orlando. Macna oh, okay. in particular, dude. I, I mean, you were at the last Macna in uh, in Vegas. That was just a blast. That I've was seen fun. all the great people, cool. seeing the great products. <laughs> I met a lot of friends online. I met Rico. There, I met Prestige Reef. I met all you we, guys. Shalom. We it's always a, fun. A name to the face, huh? No, I said we got to put a name to the face because we hear these people. We watch oh, these yeah, people yeah. all the time. It, it, it feels like you know them, but... Um, just seeing them, you know, it's 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 a whole whole another aspect. So, yeah, everyone, anyone listening, um, if you guys are local going to any of these events, be sure you uh, come down, say hi to myself, say hi to Drew. Uh, we'd love to put a name to the face and uh, talk some reefing, dude, because that's what it's all about. Yeah, we're reef nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reef nerds. Yeah, dude. Um, let's see. Let's see. What else? What else? Uh, so yeah, you did mention on the five gallon or on the twenty five gallon lagoon, you do about a monthly water change, roughly. Correct. Okay. Just doing a and five then, uh, And your dosing is pretty much done with uh, bionic. I'm assuming both the calcium and the alkalinity, right? Yep. The consumption's been Does getting it... <laughs> high lately, so I'm considering going back. Which is to a good thing. Foster. Which is a good thing. It is. Those little it's a good thing. Are Anytime growing. you have, yeah, yeah. Anytime you have high ca- uh consumption right away that means you're having better growth it's around 24 parts or 24 milliliters on each part right now that's oh wow dude that's it's quite a bit right i mean for for a little 25 dude that's yeah that's quite a bit yeah <laughs> oh, wow the man is more that, and more that is crazy dude what about yourself um, have and, you experimented with calc sorry to interrupt you no i've i did calc uh at the beginning um the thing with calc if you want to do it right you have to do it with the calc stir and that's what i was going to say is i need to get a calc stir because if you do that you're going to have two benefits your ph is going to increase yeah your ph is going to increase which is it's going to help your corals out because they calcify better at higher phs because they're Mm -hmm. able to redeem or sorry release a hydrogen in them um, pretty much do a molecule exchange. I mean, I don't want to get too crazy with it. Um, so yeah, having a higher pH. So I'm thinking of doing a calc stir now that I understand it more because I did it on an auto top off. And as you can imagine, that's inconsistent, dude. <laughs> During the summer, it, one you know, one day in summer it'd be 100 degrees, the next day it'd be 70, and you can imagine what happens with the evaporation rate. It fluctuates, thus the. Uh, the what is called the calc washer is also going to fluctuate so mm-hmm. i didn't like that um so then now i went to a two-part been doing two-part for due to probably over a year as well as dosing trace elements um and then my next venture is going to be a calcium reactor that is the next venture are you going to so get that should aquamax? Re- <laughs> uh still thinking yeah probably aquamax um my main thing with it is i wanted something that controls calcium alkalinity magnesium plus trace elements isn't that so cool i want to melt corals too in the future here i actually wanted to do that on the 75 gallon but i I just don't well it's it's funny i've 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 talked to you know a lot of people specifically people that have big systems and have very successful reef tanks 
Um, and they're just saying just the, the stuff you replenish in the calcium reactor, not to mention it's being dosed every second, allows you to keep essentially as, they, as if they were in the ocean. I feel it's so like that ultimate stability right there. It's exactly because you're you're dosing this this stuff you're melting every second. It's being dosed every second, so there's just no fluctuations going on whatsoever. Um, not to mention you're getting the trace elements that we all strive to get in the reef tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing I'm I'm gonna have to overcome, which again that's kind of how the calc uh, stir came into play, is the drop in pH I'm gonna have. But to solve that. A vast marine um, provided the second chamber, so we're going to be able to bleed off more CO two in the second chamber. Um, so this? when the pH enters the tank, it's not as low as if it would be on a singer chamber. No, are you going to do that with like a scrubber or something? I mean, not a scrubber, but like the CO two scrubbers. <clears throat> no, 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 no. So essentially, what what a dual chamber reactor is, which you see a lot of people doing. Typically, you only have one chamber. So the effluent, which is, we'll call it the output, the output from there would go directly into the tank, right? But the thing is, there's not enough contact time with the CO2 in the media for it to bring the pH back up. So essentially to take the CO2 out, right? Okay. So what you do, since there's still CO2 in the in the output, you put a secondary chamber right next to it and you tie it into that output. And then the water has to run again through the second chamber which all the coral that's in there, if there's any CO2 left in there, it's going to consume it. Oh, you know what? So by I think the time I see it, reef builders, Jake, uh, displaying yeah, something like that recently. Exactly. Exactly. So by the time that the output comes out the second time, the pH is not as low as it would be the first time. I see. Yeah. So that's, I'm going to be doing that. And people are saying if I do that, I shouldn't have an issue with pH. I shouldn't. Um, but me being the, person that I want to be and I want to do all this research for people and kind of show them everything and experiment. I kind of want to do the calcster just for the heck of it. I see. Yeah. Right. But it's so hard to do for me, dude, because I have an all-in-one tank and you know, we don't have a sump. <laughs> like everything's under and I need to run lines four feet up, five feet up. And just not that many pumps can do that. I was going to say, yeah, we can't really put too many pumps inside of our systems, unfortunately. No, no, and that's 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 the that's a mo- that's a worst part I hate about my tank is not having <laughs> a sump on the bottom. We're just dreaming of having a system with the sump without the sump. Oh, dude, that's <laughs> that's like my dream, just having something with a sump. It would be so much easier. I'm, that's why I'm <laughs> excited for this. I mean, I've had larger systems in the past, but I, I've just really grown on to nanos because you can stuff them so much easier without breaking your bank that's exactly i think that's that's one thing i love about the nano is you know if you really wanted to with about 1500 bucks you can make that thing look amazing you know what i always tell people that have large tanks they're like why doesn't my tank look like yours and i always tell them dude it's because my tank is small for photography's sake like having a small tank does justice a big tank that's amazing in person won't always look as great exactly. in photography. It's a bummer. Exactly. No, and it, it's a truth. It's a truth because you got to realize as you have a bigger tank, you're going to have bigger rock structures. These corals you buy for them to get as big as they need to get to cover that huge rock structure. Dude, we're talking about three, four years. Mm-hmm. Like that thing would have to be bigger than your head. And every piece would have to be bigger than your head for it to look like they do in our tanks. 
And by that time, people always want a different system or no. something. No, <laughs> and, 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 and that's, that's where I was going with it. By that time, people are already looking for another system. So mm -hmm. they give it an average of two, two and a half years, and right away they're like, oh, I'm tired of it. It's like, dude, that's when your tank is finally taking off. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> They want to quit now that they're up. Now that they're on top of the hills, when they want to get, they want to quit and start all over again. Oh man, the never-ending dissatisfaction of our reef tanks. <laughs> it, it really, yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, I'm I'm very happy with mine, and if if I had more room, I'd keep it. I mean, I'm I'm buying a a, a house later this year, mm -hmm. so depending on what time I buy it, I'll possibly just keep the forty-five. Wait, so um, nothing in the forty-five is going into the new tank? No, no, because in the new tank, what I want to do is I want to start everything from a tiny frag. Oh, okay, that's cool. Every everything I want it to be from a frag, because um, I'm just at that. I remember when I started the hobby, I was in the oh, I want a big piece. I want it to look complete. I want it to be done. Now I'm at the point where I want to sit back and enjoy and watch it grow. To be able to say like I got that when it was an inch big. I, I hear you, and I, that's what I want to do with my tank as well. I think, but I think I'm actually going to pluck, you know, Zoa after Zoa, like from each type that I have in my tank, oh, from, just so I don't have to go yeah. buy them. <clears throat> that's true. That's true, and that that'll obviously save you, save you some money for sure. But yeah, no, I I surely want to, um, want to do it, you know, and and with smaller pieces, like you know, just a three 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 uh polyps max on zoas uh one inch SPSs, just stuff like that to really see the tank grow but yeah i i know it's gonna take about three to four years to really 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 start enjoying it <laughs> what uh variation of corals are you going to be putting in the new tank are you going to have like a section for zoas like Gigi? i want mainly sps i've been i've been experimenting a lot with sps in my current tank and do they're beyond thriving they're Dude, very yes. happy great coloration once you go SPS, you don't come back. <laughs> no, it's it, it's diff it's difficult because I, I think I think with I think with S the thing with SPS that that drives people away is it's hard to get an instant satisfaction from it because it takes time. It but I think does. someone like you and I that have gotten off of the cur the craze for I want it now I want it now I want it now you're more into that now I'm ready to enjoy it side yeah. of reefing. That's when we start to really value the SPS and we actually want to see them smaller to get bigger. You know, typically I, my whole mentality was to get big colonies so I can see them instantly. And, but now it's like, no, and I want to see stuff grow. I want to see it change like everything. So that being said, that means you're going to dedicate your newer tank to less actual nutrients in terms of phosphate nitrate. Right. And you're just going to start I don't like, know. cause have you seen how worldwide corals doses their tanks with all kinds of food? I have. It's crazy. I have. That's the Dude, goal. <laughs> they feed every they feed every hour on the hour. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> like it's like whoa, dude! If I did that, this tank would crash in two days max. Yeah, two days. But again, that's if if you watch how they start their mentality is starting the tank. They don't put corals into like five six months in. Mm -hmm. So it's allowing allowing the system to really. Uh, build the bi uh, the biological empire it needs to build to allow you to do you know what they're doing right yeah so that'd be dude that'd be cool that but yeah no i i want i I want mainly sps pieces of course there's gonna be softies in there um but mainly kind of triggered towards uh towards sps sweet man i'm excited for that build <laughs> how big is your new tank gonna be 
or are you not sure yet? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't even uh, hey, narrowed in on have anything. Have you seen that new innovative rain tank, the <laughs> 115 and 150 gallon, that cube, that I giant have. shallow cube? I ha- I've, oh, my God. I have. <laughs> Dude, that thing is a lot of potential. Oh, man. I That's a like, lot of. I, I hate to look at it because <laughs> I have another tank already, but yeah oh man no it's i i got i got my options open i'm not you know i don't know what i'm going with um i just know i want it to be about a, i don't want it too big either i i'm not looking to go 150 120 i'm looking to stay about the 100 mark um just because I, I i feel i'll have better control of the tank i'll enjoy it a little bit more if if i do need to do a water change or something it's not we're not talking about 50 gallons of, yeah. of water that needs to be taken up so that's another thing. I understand, you know, the whole more water volume, so on and so forth. But with a bigger tank, if stuff does hit the fan, guess what? It's more stuff you need to do to get it back on track. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, it works the same both ways. Just as people say, oh, it's good to have a bigger tank, more water volume. Well, yeah. What happens when you get a huge outbreak of algae? Mm-hmm. You're going to have a lot of fun taking care of that 130 gallon. Yep. I agree with you 100%. So, <clears throat> so yeah, just kind of trying to stay in about the 100 range. Um, if it's a little bit bigger, no biggie, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the future plans, but I think we're still about a six months out, dude. I, I don't think it's anything's going to change now. And I'm, I'm very happy with my tank, but it's getting to the point where dude, nothing can grow anymore. <laughs> I saw that the other day. <laughs> yeah. It's like nothing. nothing hey, but you know grow. what? I saw a little quarter inch area on the sand bed. So you definitely got a little room. Left. <laughs> on the, um. On the sand bed, there is room, but the only thing is I love the white sand bed look. Because I, I feel it gives a tank contrast. So that's, I try my best to not put stuff on the sand bed. Because um, I just love the contrast you get with the white raw, or the white sand. I, I agree with um, you. I do, Dave. If I jumped on the sand, I got tons of real estate down mm-hmm. there. At least another 30 pieces. You know what I was thinking about doing since I'm <laughs> setting up this new tank? I kind of want to go a new route with the lagoon. Um, I think I'm going to clear the sand bed and just make sure all the co- – it kind of has like an even cleaner look, you know, like just sand and a nice scape along with corals on the scape, like a more – I don't know how to say it, like clean look, I guess. That's all I would be able to clean, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it, I've seen a lot of minimalistic uh, scapes out there in big tanks and i think that just looks so beautiful i do just have a lot of dead space but also having the great coloration in there um so that's kind of something i'm gonna try to go for but you know how it is stuff changes you get different ideas and yeah we'll see how what's that your uh, aquascaping plans i love that little um arch you got going with your zoanthid rock when you first made it i don't and toys came yeah out i don't even i I don't even know, dude. I just want something. I want a tank that has good depth, so it allows me to do a uh, good depth of field in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too high of escape, but have it look pretty natural with caves. And uh, I, I guess that the best way to compare it, like Rico's, Rico's escape he did. I was actually going to mention it's, that. His escape is pretty <clears throat> unique. I like the way he uh, came out. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a bunch of rock just uh, uh, stacked up on each other it's it's you can tell he thought about it he oh yeah uh, you know everything was was uh went into it so it, it's kind of my plan but you know everything changes all the time so we'll, yeah we'll have to see when when we get there i hear you yeah but um yeah dude i mean i i think we had uh i had a great time chatting here with you hopefully uh, you had a great time here on the, the reef talk and more importantly i hope our listeners were able to 
um, get some great knowledge from you, uh, what you've had here in the hobby, kind of your future plan as well. It's great to listen to that. Um, I also really enjoyed hearing uh, kind of the way of your mentality to start up a reef tank. Uh, so really love, uh, firstly, for coming on, for sharing all the information, dude. And uh, thank you very much for having you. I hope we can have you uh, again later down the road. Hey, man, it's always a pleasure talking to you. We talk forever. <laughs> How long has it yeah, been, by yeah. the way, minutes-wise? 49, 49 minutes. Hey, for those of you guys who are still listening, you guys love reefing. <laughs> yeah. no, And I think it's a lot of people. It's funny. I, I get I get DMs all the time. And people are like, dude, I listen to every single bit of it. Because um, I've seen you, other people, while they're doing water changes, while they're driving to work, while they're at work, just plug it in, plug in the audio, and just you know, jam out on it, have fun with it. And that's, that's kind of the whole point. I just really want to be able to entertain people other than having to hold the phone in front of you to watch a video. Yep. And it's a good thing what you're doing here, man. I agree. It is a different experience. You know, first time me listening to your audio, um, just while doing a water change, you know, doing my busy life things. And um, it was cool to hear in the background. But yeah, yeah, definitely you can have me in the show any other time you'd like on different topics or whatever. Wonderful. All righty, man. Well, I thank you very much uh, again for joining us. I thank each and every one of you that did listen to us to Pat. We're past the 50 minute mark. Um, again, if you guys aren't subscribed to the newsletter on our website, be sure to head over to the reeftalk.com. Um, also, I'd love to hear from you. Head over to our contact page. Write me a little something. Write me if you loved it, if you hate it. Um, I'd also love to hear what type of shows you guys would like to hear in the near future, whether having more companies, uh, more reefers like Drew's Lagoon, or just in general, give a little bit more informational uh, podcast for each and every one of you. I'd love to hear what you got to say. So I thank each and every one of you for watching. If you are listening to me on iTunes, please, please, please leave me a review, hopefully a five-star review if you did enjoy it. Uh, but that's going to be it for today's episode, guys, episode six. I thank you very much. As always, happy reefing. See you later, guys.